listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert, and I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships, take your live calls, answer your emails, solve your dating dilemmas, and speak to authors of books which I find fascinating. And today, I believe, is going to be my best show yet, because I have the best guest you can get for this type of show, and I... Apologize to everyone else who's been a guest on this show. <laughs> but when you hear what the guest is, you'll understand. Um, I don't even know what words to use to describe her. I'm so happy she's here. She is, of course, Pat Allen. Most people know her. If you don't, you will soon uh, find out who she is, what she's all about. She's been on Oprah four times. She is the uh, matchmaker, not the matchmaker, the uh, therapist on the Millionaire Matchmaker Show. You've seen her giving advice to some of those guys that need to get it together. And uh, so without any further adieu, is that the correct pronunciation? Let me bring her on, and we're going to find out about her book, which is The Truth About Men Will Set You Free, But First It Will Piss You Off. Hello, Pat. Welcome to the show. Hello there. Thank you so much I'm for being on. I'm happy to be here, and thank you. Well, it's going to be a great show. I've got a bunch of great questions for you, and I bet you I have questions that no one has ever asked you before. (laughs) All right, do it. Let's see if I can accomplish that. But anyways, first a little introduction. So Dame Dr. Pat Allen is a marriage and family therapist, certified addictions specialist, and cognitive behavior therapist. She's also the founder of the WANT Institute, Educators of Effective Communication Strategies Based on Transactional Analysis, often called the Love Doctor, with a worldwide reputation for being politically incorrect, and I love that, but scientifically scientifically accurate. She's been a guest on hundreds of radio and TV shows, including four appearances on Oprah, and is the author of the best-selling women's survival manuals, Getting to I Do and Staying Married and Loving It. So... Now, when I, uh, well, you and I were on the dating panel on Valentine's Day at the uh, Empowered Women's event, and at that time, you were dating like three or four guys. Are you still dating them? Yes, I really am, but we're starting to close the deal. I've negotiated with one to be my lover, and because our lives are incompatible in many, many ways, but we really like each other. And then I am... Uh, also, uh, not. I'm going to investigate another man this coming weekend who basically is more compatible, you know, uh-huh. and I am going to find out if we really are. And so uh, for those of you, uh, for those out there who don't know how old you are, tell us how old you are, because I know you don't mind. I'm 75 years old. All right. And I'm so jealous because you're dating three guys and I'm not dating any. Something's wrong with wrong with uh, Well, see, <laughs> I, if you follow the laws of mating, the physical laws of mating, not the psychological, not the spiritual, the religious, the whatever, if you do what's right for you, uh, somehow it all comes out. I've, my husband has been dead for seven years. And it's time for me. I've been dating lightly. It's time for me to solidify my private life. I cannot coach, counsel, therapize people about having a balanced life and not have one. Right. Exactly. Good for you. 
So, okay, so let's get to the book. I love the title. So now in the book, it says, guys aren't jerks intentionally. It comes, it just comes naturally. What does that mean? What that means is if men didn't go for sex the way they do, there wouldn't be any men. They would be extinct. So when we, all he wants is sex. You betcha, Charlie Brown. You know, because <laughs> if he doesn't, there's no job on the planet for him. Okay. But, of course, when women hear that, they get pissed off because they're like, wait a minute. All he wants is sex. Then what the hell am I supposed to do if I don't want sex? You're supposed to get your status and financial stability. Now, I'm going to say something politically incorrect but scientifically accurate. The only difference between a prostitute and a wife is a social public blessing. It's the same job. Amen. <laughs> I now, that people go, how can you say that? Very easily. Because I that's what I do for a living and a loving. Remember, a pedigree dog is the same dog with or without papers. It's just more governmentally controlled when it's got papers. You know, puppy mills, they shut them down because it's bad genetics, yeah. whatever. It's the same thing. Right, I agree. In fact, maybe the prostitute relationship is more um, honest because at least you know you're trading sex for money and vice versa. Yes, and you know what? Harvard did the study on it. In the 90s, Harvard did a study of 10,000 human beings, and they asked them, what is the reason you mated? That's marriage without a government contract. Or, what is the reason you married? And that's mating with a government contract. And here's what they found. Two-thirds of all men, whether they're male or female, mate and marry for a sensual, sexual, peaceful, stable life after work. They don't like going out after work and beating the bushes to figure out how to get laid. Two-thirds of all women or feminine men, yin men, mate and marry for status and financial stability. So one-third of men want to get status and financial stability. They're called gigolos, mm -hmm. Peter Pan, see? Uh -huh. And one-third of all women uh, want sensual and sexual stability. And those are called cougars. Hey, hey. <laughs> okay, so then if a man is primarily preoccupied with sex, then how can we know that they love us? How do they prove their love? Uh, they prove their love by being social animals, which means they commit to monogamy, continuity, and exclusivity, with or without a license. Monogamy. Now, monogamy could include five lovers. It's what they decide monogamy is. I work with people that swing. I work with people where the woman finds women for her men. Do you see what I mean? Uh -huh. It's... Monogamy is, a, is by its practical implication uh, a negotiation for how many people are eligible to be sexual with whomever is negotiating. Continuity can be, you know the movie, uh, next year, you know, they got together to have a love affair once a year. Mm -hmm. Continuity is whatever time you allocate by contract to this relationship. Longevity is where you're going. Continuity is how often you meet. And exclusivity is, by definition, whatever the two of you negotiate. Okay, so here's a question I hear all the time. Women ask, when should I have sex with a guy for the first time? When you know what the agreement is, and here's what the agreement is, just what I said, where is he going? Is he going for dinner and dessert and dessert is me? That's perfectly, don't get mad at him. Mm -hmm. He's doing what he was created to do, plant seeds all over the place. In fact, when guys come in and they've been 
shotgunned. You know, a woman <laughs> got one of their sperm cells, and they are now going to pay child support forever, uh-huh. or at least 18, 21 years. I said, you didn't count your sperm cells, pal. You didn't take care of them. You donated them, and now you have a charity. Uh-huh. It's called Child. So uh, when here's when you have sex. Okay. When you know what the long-term goal is, when you know the continuity factor, and when you know the exclusivity factor, whether you're going to be a mistress, whether you're going to be in a, a swingers group, I don't care what it is. No, don't assume. Men assume we're like they are. That mm-hmm. we're, you know, it's interesting. When men are away from us, they think we're hunting dogs. <laughs> that we are going after every man on the planet. Uh-huh. That's not what we do. No. And we think if he has sex with us, he's committed to us. Not so. Right. They're different. And if you commit, and he says. I am going to be monogamous, continuous, and I'm going to go to the same goal. Please, sleep on it, especially if you've had a little wine or a drink or two. Because when he drinks, he knocks out his computer brain entirely and says and does things strictly for self-gratification. When you, as a female, drink, you dull down your natural apprehensive fears of being used and abused. You think that you can handle them. You know, I, this is what I say to women. I said, you want to get laid and you, get, you see a guy and he, you meet him and you've got a layover in Chicago and you figure, why not? You go to bed with a jerk and you wake up with a god. <laughs> And now you're in trouble because now you're bonded. And that's nature's way of gluing young women to men that are good lovers and old men to young women who are usually gold diggers. Uh Aha. Okay. So getting back to, so then in terms of getting this agreement, then does the woman need to bring it up or how does it happen? The, the yin person, whoever is the most yin, whoever has to feel good to do good. Some men, some men need to feel good to do good. They fall in love, they decide they're in love, and they make themselves vulnerable. Now, those men are the ones that pick up the shotgun and shoot you, your boyfriend, your mother-in-law. Ooh. You understand? Yes. <laughs> because... One thing we women don't have is testosterone. We do get progesterone when we're older, and that's a kind of a low-grade form of testosterone. But we generally don't go out blasting people's heads off. But men do, mm-hmm. because that's what, that is what testosterone does. So whoever is yin. Now, yin energy is receptive. Yin energy is available to receive. Yin energy respects the leader. So whoever is yin is in charge of the veto. I'm not comfortable with this agreement. You you got a wife and you're going to divorce her someday, uh, but not today. Because you got to wait till your kid has their third kid or whatever the excuse is. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Yeah. I had a guy who said, I can't possibly get a divorce until my daughter graduates from high school. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I was dating him. This is, you know, every lesson I teach, I had to learn the hard way. I didn't have a Pat Allen. Oh. <laughs> I codified the system. I did the experiential yes. form of Pat Allen, and that's what I transmit to other people so that they might have a choice. But naturally, many people don't believe I'm accurate. Fine. Go see if you're the one that can get away with it. Well, luckily, there's not a lot of people get away with what they think they can get away with. What I'm telling you is what I've realized is the truth. Now, I've been doing it since the 70s. Okay, late 60s and the 70s. Now it's standard. 
Oxytocin is standard communication. Wiring is standard. It's all that. But that wasn't the way it was way back when. So with that in mind, you can have sex and you are the yin when you have the veto right. The book on that, I always give books because God forbid you should think this is Pat Allen. I stand on the shoulder of my of my teachers. Uh-huh. And the best book in this area is Leonard Schlein's book, Sex, Time, and Power. Mm-hmm. It's about a female. Now, remember, some men are female, in energy. Right. The last way to tell whether a man is a man is by his genitals. There are more men with vaginas today than ever before, yes. and there are more women with penises than ever before. Yes. So whoever is the yin receiver has the veto right. No, I don't feel good about this. No, I'm not going to have intercourse. Sure, I'll go to Vegas with you. Absolutely will I sleep with you. Absolutely you can go down on me. Now people go, what do you mean he can go down on you? And I say, there's no in with down. The tongue was designed for the clitoris, not the cervix. The penis was designed for the cervix. And that's where the big trigger is for oxytocin. Now, you can give him a hand job, Uh right? Oh, he'll have an orgasm. I said, love, you get chemically attracted in the first three minutes of contact by getting his DNA into your Jacobson's organ, which resides behind the top of your nose in the base base of your nose. And then the two strands, one goes to from the, this is an interesting new piece of data that I've learned in the last year, that the 12 cranial nerves, the first one is the olfactory one, the one that controls smell. Uh Well, what we didn't know was that there's a pre-olfactory cranial nerve, which is now titled the zero pre-olfactory nerve. And that one splits into two fragile strands. One goes to the prefrontal cortex in the center of your brain, and the other one goes to your pituitary. And when you meet somebody whose DNA is a little like your mom or dad and a little not like your mom and dad, nature says, aha, diversification, good breeding stock. And you then go on this hunt for the baby. Now, why didn't we know this before? We didn't know it because in autopsies, When we take the dural matter off of the brain, those fragile strands go with it. We found this piece of data in dolphins, that we found that dolphins' brains have the zero pre-olfactory split hairs going to to the thinking decisional part of the brain and the pituitary trigger to the biochemistry of oxytocin predatory hunting and now we have it classified isn't that interesting absolutely so help me understand here so if i go to vegas with someone are you saying that i should let him go down on me and i can give him a hand job and that's all we should do absolutely oh okay absolutely all you don't do is if you're the yin do you want to be cherished more or less than respected? More. Do you want to be respected more or less than cherishing? Or do you want to be respected and cherished? And if you want both, you're a predatory single person who's just a sex addict and you're not caring about the friendship. No friendship advances past the first leg. And I maintain that anybody can do the bunny rabbit rabbit sex trip, but to make love, you've got to at least be friends. True. Um, Do you see what I'm saying? People who only have sex never make love. 
people who make love can have wild animal sex as they choose. So, if you, Lucia, are the cherishable one, you find out exactly what the contract is before you let his penis in your vagina. Because when you, he does that, you have consummated a natural agreement to reproduce. You have taken the risk. Remember, back in the Neanderthal Ice Age, getting pregnant was a dangerous process. You could die of, you know, placenta previa. You could die of a breech birth. It was a death threatening experience to get pregnant. And we females had the sense not to have sex with anybody but a friend who would help us in times of need. Wow. We really digress from that thinking. Um, you said, that, you know, and I agree, there's a lot of women walking around with penises and uh, vice versa. Why do you think that is? Women's lib taken home from the office. Remember this now. Just think back. During the First World War, what did the women and kids do when Daddy went off to war? What'd they do? Where'd they go? I don't know. They went home to the mom and dad. Oh. They went home to the mom and dad, whether it was his mom and dad or her mom and dad. Then we had the Second World War. Where did the women go? To work. They went to work. And they became competitors with the men that came home from the war. Is that accurate or not? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And what did women's libs say? We have a right to equal pay. We have a right to equal whatever. Do you see? Mm -hmm. Honey, go get me coffee is sexual harassment. You see? Yeah. What we did was, I love women's lib. I am a real woman's liver. I was raised in the Midwest, Catholic, up the wall, virgin when I married at 19, four kids by 26. It was Betty Friedan's book, Feminine, what was the name of that book? Feminine Mystique. Yeah, The Feminine Mystique. That book taught me that I was, I worked since the fourth grade, but either my mom and dad ran my money or my husband. I worked and worked, didn't own a purse till I was 35. And I basically realized that I was not being treated equitably in the world of commerce. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me started on this. And my husband said, you're going to leave me someday, so I'm going to leave you first, thinking that I would collapse. Mm -hmm. Well, I got news for you. I didn't collapse. I went bankrupt because I was a school teacher at the time, and I took my retirement money out of, we didn't have social, you still don't in California. We, I took my $5,000 out of the bank, out of my retirement fund, and I said, well, I will be a successful therapist by the time my $5,000 runs out. Wow. Wrong message. And I chose to go bankrupt rather than go back to teaching school because I was doing an internship and I was processing my way into my license as a marriage family child therapist. So I totally believe in the feminine movement, except that they didn't, for, they forgot to tell women that you can't take it home. Mm -hmm. Their equality in communication negates, negates intimacy. I think, I think, I want, I want, I feel, I feel, I don't feel, I don't feel. Equality in communication, not equality in money, mm -hmm. not equality in he's Mr. Mom because she's got a better job and they've got to have somebody babysit. It has nothing to do with that. 
It has to do with communication. Therefore, my doctoral work is androgynous semantic realignment. I studied under Charles Parker. I was going to do Marshall McLuhan, but he was in Canada, and his work was the messages in the media. Right. Charles Parker was the head of the Marriage Family Association for many years in California, and he ran the communication lab at Redlands University. And he was in California, and I studied under him, Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. but he was also a science of the mind uh, minister, and he had two junior ministers who worked under him. I was one of him, and Mark Victor Hansen oh. was the other. Well, well. <laughs> and I want you to know that Mark Victor and I really appreciate what the combination of Charles Cherry Parker, William Charles Parker, was. We ran, a, we ran a church out of the huge Edwards Theater in Newport Beach, California, in Fashion Island, and we would serve as his junior ministers when he would be on the road with his best-selling book. He, he wrote the book about the mind over the body, Mm-hmm. You see, before Bernie Siegel. Okay? Okay. And so it was his seminal work that helped me complete my vision of communication as being the way that people could negotiate between genders so that they could come up with an equitable, not equal, equitable agreement not standardized by churches or anybody else. And that's what I teach. I teach people how to make decisions rationally, not emotionally, mm-hmm. how to clean up your past bad language patterns, and how to fight and confront with respect and cherishing. Okay. Um... So I am heading up the feminine movement, not the... Feminist movement. Right, I agree. There needs to be a change there. Uh, one more. So the answer to your question yes. <laughs> is: Whoever has to feel good is the one that says no to the bad or imperfect contract, whether it's a man or the woman, straight, gay, or lesbian, doesn't matter. Okay, but what's happening these days? I'm sure uh, you know there's a lot of women, a lot, of, most women just sleeping with guys on the first, second, third date, whatever. So guys are used to having sex right away with no contract. So when a woman tries to wait and say no, I'm not going to have sex until there's an agreement, most guys will walk away. So what is she supposed to do? Guess what? Those aren't guys, and those guys just want to get laid. And if you just want to get laid, get laid. Remember, we all want to get either laid or paid or both. Uh huh. So, okay. if you want to get laid, do I have a problem? No. Get laid. Okay, so that's a boy then. That's not a man? Uh, if he's walking the away. The guy you're with? No, no. The, for the guy who just wants to have sex is not willing to wait. Would you say he's more of a boy than a man? He's a Peter Pan. Okay. Kylie's book, The Peter Pan Syndrome. Uh, Maria von Franz, Puere Turnus, P-U-E-R, A-E-T-E-R-N-U-S. These men are the unfinished sons of unfinished mothers. Mm-hmm. Either over-loving or under-loving. And they're looking to nurse off of your vagina, you see, mm-hmm. as a way to self-gratify. Peter Pan is a self-gratification freak. He thinks women, kids, animals, and the planet are here for his personal gratification. Right. Okay. You also say that men marry virtue and not vagina. Now, everyone has heard the word virtue, but it's not a word that's often used. And so can you explain what you mean by virtue? Virtue is integrity. You could have a one out of integrity and a prostitute in integrity. Integrity is your awareness of what you're doing and choosing it. Okay. It's integrity. Integrity and virtue mean the same thing. 
Okay. So so that means then they'll you know they want uh, you know the good woman, the virtuous woman. Does that mean then that most men have a Madonna whore complex? Absolutely. Ah! Absolutely. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't know. I and most women and most women give men the daddy bill. Remember, women who have not been properly fathered are looking for father, a man who's on earth to make her life work at his financial expense. Oh. You got it? Okay. And, and so how does, then, how does the Madonna whore complex affect relationships? The way it reflects, a man chemically falls in love with you. Okay, here he comes. Ooh. <laughs> and he goes, you want to? And she says, I'd love to. I am so chemically attracted to you. But no, I will only have intercourse. I'll sleep with you. I'll go to Vegas with you. I'll give you a hand job. Hey, we can play. I think it's called dry humping. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. So... We can do all of these things, but your penis is not going to get in my mouth, anus, and vagina. Your jobs count, even if Hillary gave Bill the, the right to do it. Mm-hmm. See, people don't think blowjobs are intercourse. They are. Okay. And so, with this in mind, a woman of virtue and integrity decides that she wants to get laid or paid or both. Okay, so then you say then don't have intercourse until there's a contract, and then he will consider you virtuous. Wait a minute, a contract you're comfortable with. Right. And that's how. Then the, what? And then that's how the man will consider the woman virtuous, the fact that she does. You know why? Why? Because remember, he's interested in you chemically. Remember that what I'm about to say is probably the most important thing I'm going to say. Okay. Men. Fall in love when they're away, not when they're with. Yes. They fall in addiction when they're with. Women bond when they're receiving. They don't bond when they're giving. Okay. So if a man is chemically attracted, he can't change that. His body is screaming to get in. And nature's going, babies, we're going to get babies. We're going to get babies. Do you see what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So when he goes away, what does he think we're doing? Now, she's already admitted that she's chemically attracted. Oh, I'd love to. But no, I'm not going to because I want to be married and have children that are legitimate. Mm-hmm. Or I want to be with the man that knows if I catch him screwing around without our agreement, I'm done. I'm out of here. Remember, men do not act in a monogamous way if they know the woman they're with can't leave. They will all screw around. Ah. Well, what, then what do you think was the case with Tiger Woods? Do you think it's an addiction or something else? Uh, celebrities get offered so much pussy that it's, it's impossible for them. Whether it's Magic Johnson and his aides, whatever it is. I want you to know that the most expensive sex is free. And celebrity men lose the right to marry They lose the right to have children. They lose the right to ever see their grandchildren because gold diggers, oh, there's a wonderful book. It's called The Future of Sex by Robin Baker. He's an English anthropologist, and it's R-O-B-Y-N, man. Anyway, it, it starts out with young women lying in wait to capture a sperm cell from an old, doddering, rich man. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, I believe, number one, Tiger Woods' father was a role model player, okay? Mm-hmm. The mother was more of a man than the father was. Mm-hmm. That Tiger Woods was raised under orders to be a man. 
And those men are fake men. They're really women in boys' bodies. And when they get attacked with free offerings, they have no training in how to say no. I have men that I work with that I help get through their Fisher King wound. Do you know what that is? Tell us. You can read it in the book. It's a, it's a mythological story about that when a boy is born, he's wrapped in a sheepskin placenta experience with his mother. Remember, a man must leave his mother and a woman must attract her father. That's Freud's work, the Oedipal and the Electra. Mm-hmm. A boy must leave his mother and a girl must attract her father. And the book for women is Wounded Woman by Linda Leonard. If you didn't attract your father's love, okay, or you didn't have a father, mm-hmm. or whatever the reason. And so with that in mind, I as a therapist will help men learn how to get through the enca- in- encapsulation of this sheepskin outward wrapping, which is like a puppy trapped in its placental sack. A a mother dog has to pull the placenta off the puppy and either eat the placenta or bury it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Not yet. Okay. (laughs) A man is born in the womb room of his mother. And he leaves the womb room encapsulated in the belief that women are on earth to make him happy. Uh, You got that? Uh Uh, By the age of 10, mother is supposed to tear that sheepskin off and say, son, I'm holding you accountable for this, 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 and this. And if you don't do it, this is what it's going to cost you. And your father is going to back me. Mm-hmm. You see? Yes. So I, as a therapist, will help him realize he's got to give. He's got to protect. He's got to cherish a woman over himself, sexually, financially, every way, mm-hmm. in order to win her to his castle. That when he still sees women kids, animals, and the planet as resources for himself, he's not done with the mother edible complex. Now we're back to Hamlet again. Uh-huh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I teach men to be men. In fact, today I was at the book festival and there was a man came to me. I've seen him twice. And he's a powerful movie industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he attracted a very nice, well-bred woman, gifted in her own field, which I will not name. But, but it's professional, okay? Mm-hmm. And he treated her like she was on earth for him. <laughs> and she said, up yours, big boy. And he came running back to me. Help me, help me. Okay, well, I'm at the book festival, uh-huh. right? The uh-huh. Budo, the whatever. And I said, see if you can get her to come to the book festival. Now, that's not my office. <laughs> see if you can get her to come to the book festival, and I'll have a, a, a session. And the reason for that was, that her career takes up the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. She can only meet on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't have a session for her for Saturday. But I knew that he was counting on me to help him learn how to be a man and get over his boyish whatever. Mm-hmm. That being hip, slick, and cool in the industry is not going to get you a good woman. She doesn't need your money, big boy. Right. And she's got the beauty to market 
to another real man. So we met behind the food court at the book festival. And this is what I said to her. I said, my darling, I said, this young man, he's not that young, you know, he's 35, whatever. Uh, he has come to me a couple of times, and he doesn't realize that he's hot stuff and that he ruined your relationship. She said, yeah, I did. And I said, would you be so kind, because you came here today, would you be so kind as to have four autopsy or resuscitation sessions in my office on the weekend, on Saturday or Sunday, so that I can rehabilitate him into a man. And you know what that lovely woman said? What? Yes. Mm. Of course. Who now, she obviously loved him. That does, And I promised her, we're not doing couples counseling because I will be darned if I will sacrifice her if she's really done with him mm -hmm. and no longer willing to take a risk on him. If he's blown it, he's blown it. Right. So he was treating her like she had to like snap to attention and be at his beck and call? Yes. Yes. And a lot of guys are like that these days. I, you, honey, <laughs> that's the world today. I know. So what are we supposed Women, to do? Look, mothers that, mothers that don't. Have you read or heard about the fact that some school districts in our wonderful country no longer give one, two, and three medals? They give everybody who participated a medal. Oh. What are they negating? A Competition, control, and conquest. What are those three skills? Who's supposed to have those? Men. Men. <laughs> Damn it. And you know what? As long as women go, I don't want to be controlled. Okay, bitch. And you go get yourself a nice poor wuss and pay for him. You want to get laid? Get laid. So then women are supposed... I'm in a bit of a shock here. So women are supposed to want to be controlled? Yoo-hoo. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Or do you just appear as if you're being controlled? I got news for you. No man can control any woman. First, you pick a man you respect enough to give him control. Did you ever go to a wedding and they say, who's giving this woman to this man? Yeah. Her mom and dad trained her to either give her body to him or not. But I've got news for you today. Hooking up is the name of the game. And that's how men are now boys. Okay, and so if a woman doesn't want to be a part of that, then she needs to hold out for a real man. Hold out? Yes. Hold out? Well, what, what Holding out is not loving herself. Then what is she supposed to do? She's supposed to love herself better than him and say, I'd rather be alone than sell out. Well, isn't that the equivalent of holding out? No. Holding out is a cliché term, which is negative. Ah. I am going to love myself. Remember, I am a wordsmithy. Mm -hmm. The words you use indicate the intent you wish to convey. Holding out is, a lot of women hold out. But holding out is, you know what? You walk down the aisle one person, you walk back the aisle. When women get the power of marriage under their belt... They become absolute witches. <laughs> okay, which explains why a lot of guys don't want to Remember get this. Remember this. Men pray that women won't change after the wedding. Women pray that men will change after the wedding. Right. Yes, I've heard that. Um Okay, let me talk about oxytocin. I mean, we, we could talk here for all day, forever, but uh, let's talk about oxytocin. Honey, <laughs> the record is my mouth never stops. I, I, I love it. I could talk to you for eight hours straight. Um, I got news for you, minimum. 
So, okay, let's talk about this dreaded oxytocin. So, what What do you mean dreaded oxytocin? (laughs) Without oxytocin, you aren't going to physically bond. And then your maximum joyous sex life is approximately three years, and you're done. Well, I have a love-hate relationship with it, because the thing is, if you bond with the wrong person, then you're screwed. That's why you dang well better get a good contract before you let that dick in your body. (laughs) Okay, but you also said that oxytocin happens... Are you Christian or Jewish? What are you, Muslim, Christian, Jewish? What are you? Uh, More Christian than anything, but not really. More spiritual. Okay, I understand that. I just wanted to know what your upbringing is. It doesn't mean you're practicing. I was a Catholic just like you. Pardon? I was a Catholic just like you. You used to be a Catholic. Yes. Okay, well... I want you to understand that, what was I going to say? I don't even know what I was going to say. Now we got to go back to something <laughs> Oxyto- else. I got to, I'll got think of it in a minute. We were talking about oxytocin. Okay, oxytocin. See, the problem here is C. Sue Carter studied in the 70s the effect of oxytocin on monkeys. And then she said, why don't we apply this to humans? She was at the University of Maryland, still is. Anyway, she found that we monkeys, because we're descendants of the Cro-Magnum, we're most aligned with the rhesus monkeys in DNA. See all this marvelous scientific idiot information? Uh-huh. Therefore, we are subject to this biochemical issue, which is triggered by the pre-olfactory zero cranial nerve. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yes. It's all science. I know. Okay? Well... You know what? By doing it scientifically, scientifically, you can't say, well, that's Catholic. Well, that's Muslim. Right. That's Persian. What it is is science. I teach sexuality based on science. Right. So when a woman is virtuous, if she's virtuous because she's Catholic, she is going to be one frigid bitch after she gets the contract. And you know why? Because she's habituated to thinking of sex as a sellout. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to the oxytocin, because you mentioned in the book that it happens when the guy touches you, just, you know, your skin. No, it happens when the guy, when the guy you're smelling is within 30 inches of you. Darling, listen to me. Oxytocin triggers in three minutes of meeting him. Oh, great. <laughs> three minutes. Do you re- oh, now I know why I was going to bring up the Bible. Okay. Do you remember the Garden of Eden? Of course. Genesis, uh-huh. you know? And do you remember, for those Christians out there, the beginning of Genesis is, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word is, you know, the Word is a law. So, it's the words and the laws. So, in the Garden of Eden, what was the message? Don't eat the apple. Now, how valuable are apples? Very. Nothing. Oh. Apples are from nothing. But when, when the law was, don't eat the apple of the forbidden tree... That was the law that you could choose to do or not do. Up until the pill, the physical law was. See, when I was a girl, everybody was trying not to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Today, everybody's trying to get pregnant because living like a man, the body believes that you're at war and it's changes your luteal follicle phase, and you no longer. I get 50-year-olds pregnant by becoming feminine. Do you hear me? Yes. yes. I've had two 50-year-old women. Wow. I told them, I said, you're getting very feminine. Watch it. <laughs> I've had multiple women come back out of menopause. Multiple. I had one recently this week. You you know why? Why? Tell me. Because their ludical follicle phase went back into sync because they were living like women again. You know what living like a woman is? Tell me. I feel personally good within my body, mind, and spirit. 
I am living comfortably. I'm not trying to get a man by putting out. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm not going to sell out. I am anchored in my own integrity, my own virtue. Your body immediately goes back into sync as a woman. Now, that my office is a fertility clinic. <laughs> oh, no. i got to watch out because that's how I'm living right now. Uh, you who... <laughs> If you hang around me and you start living and thinking my way, remember, you're going to become impregnatable. Guaranteed. Uh-oh. Well, Pat, it's been amazing. Uh, this is my best interview ever. I loved having you on. Unfortunately, I have to wrap up. Uh, well, can't you have me back? I, I, hell, I'd have you back every week if I could. <laughs> no, don't do that. I mean, let's not go overboard. Well, definitely. But feel free to ask me because, oh, number I one, you. I love to talk. Number two, I like you. Thank you. Because you identify with what you are and who you are, and I identify with you. And so for that reason, I'd, I'd love to have conversations with you. Wonderful, and I know your stuff, and I've studied, so you know I can have a somewhat intelligent conversation with you on my side. Um, so I just want to mention your website. Obviously, it's drdrpatallen.com, and of course, that's um, exactly right. Yes, go there, and remember, there's enough material on my website that if I died, I'd still be vibrating in the universe a thousand years from now. It will be. It will be. And, of course, you've got your weekly classes there, your seminars, your books, this book. Absolutely. And there's CDs. there's a there's a film company putting Getting to I Do into a feature film. That's great. And there's, oh, isn't that wonderful? Congratulations. Isn't that wonderful? Yay, finally. What, when will you it know the greatest joy? Tell me. Greatest day of my life was when my daughter, second daughter, said to my youngest daughter, read her book, even if she wrote it. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it, when your daughter endorses you. I understand that, but remember, they thought of me as Miss, you know, they were born in the women's lib thing, and they thought of me as schlumpy, you know. Right, right. So it was wonderful getting respect from my children. That's wonderful. Okay, so I will definitely yeah. have you Okay, so you're signing you off. Yes, but I'm definitely going to have you back, so don't worry. We'll do this again at another day. Uh, please, feel free to do so. I will. Take care and God bless. God bless you. Okay, bye, Pat. Bye. Bye. Okay, there she goes. Isn't she wonderful? And I'm so glad she wants to come on. I thought she might not want to come on again. <laughs> You know, because she's so busy and so popular and so famous and all that. But, hey, she likes me. She really likes me. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's it for today. Uh, remember, my website is theartoflove.net. I, of course, have my book, Lucia's Lessons of Love, at lessonsoflove.net. I hope you learned a lot today. I know I did, and I'll be uh, listening to this show and taking notes. <laughs> and uh, thanks so much for joining me. In the meantime, until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Love, love, love.